Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 441st ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is the Phoenix Suns winning in Los Angeles Saturday night and looking to close out the Clippers tonight down in Phoenix and before their wild crowd down there. If they do this and beat the Clippers, they will be in the NBA Finals for the first time since, I believe, 1993. The clear leader of the team is Chris Paul. And Devin Booker and Deontay Aiden are both now superstars and young. So they're going to be around for years to come. So very excited. Uh, Population down there in Phoenix. uh, Loving their sons. And I think it's great to see. Uh, They have a very exciting team to watch. And uh, I personally think they're going to get the job done. Tonight, uh, I'm sure they feel that they need to get the job done. They don't want to go back to L.A. for number six. And then if they w- if the Clippers win there, set up a game seven, where we all know anything can happen. In the other series, Eastern Conference Finals, uh, in the ATL, the Hawks blew a lead last night as Chris Middleton simply went off with... 20 points in the fourth quarter, single-handedly outscoring the entire Hawks team. Uh, so the Milwaukee Bucks are now up 2-1. to one. Game four is in the ATL, and it really is shaping up as basically a must-win because uh, they go back to Milwaukee down 3-1. It's not going to uh, be an easy task for them to win that game, to say the least. So um, the other issue last night, aside from Chris Middleton, just having the quarter of his life, career high, 38 points, um, was Trey Young. He uh, stepped wrong, stepped on something, maybe a referee's shoe, I think I heard this morning, and messed up his ankle a bit, had to leave the court. When he came back, he just didn't have it, as was evidenced. Uh, late fourth quarter, last ditch, put on a nice move from the corner uh, to uh, an up fake that got the defender out of the way and had just a wide open three-point shot, the kind that he's been hitting 
throughout this postseason and missed it. And that's when you just kind of knew they weren't winning last night. So my bizarre story of the week is the Montreal Canadiens, basically the worst team to make the playoffs, uh, winning again, knocking out the Las Vegas Golden Knights. So they're now poised to play in the Stanley Cup final starting tonight versus the powerhouse Tampa Bay Lightning. The game will be from Amelie Arena, game one. The Ning, as they're called down there in Tampa, are uh, prohibitive favorites. And it's uh, going to be a tall order. But if anybody can keep the – if ever a team has been on a roll, it's the Montreal Canadiens from the moment they come back from three down 3-1 three, to Toronto, a team that had a much better regular season than the Canadiens. Uh, they've just been the hottest team in hockey, the Canadiens. And, of course, they have Carey Price in goal, which instantly gives them a chance in any game or, for that matter, any series. But so uh, they go into the belly of the beast in Champa Bay as the Lightning try to become back-to-back champions. They won the Stanley Cup last year in the bubble up in Canada. So now they're going to try to uh, do it under, shall we say, more normal circumstances, uh, starting in Amelie Arena tonight. And lots of other interesting things going on. Uh, Tom Brady appearing on HBO The Shop. Uh, the LeBron James show. It was interesting uh, with his use of profanity. We've all seen it uh, watching the games over the years, and I'm a longtime Patriots season ticket holder, so I saw it up close and personal in addition to TV. we I don't think there's any secret Tom Brady swears, whether it was on the sidelines, to the refs, even to his own teammates, but to hear it come out of his mouth on the shop – uh, which was Friday night at 9.30, and it had a lot of teasers out there in advance, so we kind of knew what he was going to say. Uh, but it was still jarring just to see it uh, come out of his lips. And uh, so, yeah, it's the new Tom Brady, loving life, being him. And, uh, you know, again, as someone who attended many of his press conferences in person covering the Patriots, uh He's a new man, kind of reborn. That's like there's no shackles. He was, of course, uh, with James Corden, um, the late night talk show host. And so he's loving life. And literally a week from tomorrow, July 6th, he's going to be uh, in the match with Phil Mickelson versus Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. He's been putting out a lot of uh, trash talking type tweets. So, yeah. I think we're all loving the new Tom Brady. We're seeing the side of him that we haven't seen before. It started last year, of course, the minute he signed with Tampa Bay. And I think it's safe to say it culminated in the victory parade on the river in Tampa, which I attended. And he was on the boat, as we all know, throwing Super Bowl trophy around, things like that. So uh, good for him. Good for him. If any athlete ever deserved to... uh, really show a side of him that we just haven't seen that much before during his 20 years here in New England, uh, where he always said the right thing. And he certainly addressed it in the shop uh, show. So I think it's great. Good for him. I uh, wish him the best. Huge Brady fan. He's brought a lot of joy 
to uh, everyone, including myself here in New England, to put it mildly over the course of 20 years. And, uh, oh, by the way, six Super Bowl wins. So my low light of the week is the fan holding the sign that caused the huge crash at the Tour de France that was really scary to watch as the bikers and the bikes piled up on the road and the ditches on the side of the road. <coughs> Amazing how quickly it happened. You know, the biker hits the sign, goes down, crashes, and then boom. It was just in an instant. There was like 20, 30 bikes and riders down. It was pretty crazy to see. And then, uh, without a sign being held by a fan, a similar crash happened an hour and a half later. So, the Tour de France is uh, near and dear to my heart. And uh, I was in London back in 2014 when they started it, believe it or not, in England. The Tour de France starting in England. Let me say that again. So, that was pretty... Uh, I was right there. Saw the riders finish up in London in front of Buckingham Palace. Uh, finish up their first leg or whatever. It was awesome. Speaking of London... Great to see all the European sports. Wimbledon started today. European soccer championships are going on. And the Open is coming. So great to have all these sports. And so we're just loving it. So now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham. Veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Bravehearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 472 5788 or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how you doing today? Hey, John, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm doing terrific. Wonderful, and... Uh, our pleasure to have you on, and I know it's been a busy period for you here in recent weeks, and it sounds like uh, that continued last week with more uh, football-related events. Yeah, John, we had the chance to be at the Senior Bowl Hall of Fame induction ceremony at the Grand Hotel in Point Clear, Alabama, so that was kind of a, a fun night. Uh, we saw Archie Manning was there, and then we saw the inductees, uh, Reggie Wayne, people are familiar with him, wide receiver, Patrick sure. Chatain Sr., uh, Fred Taylor, Joe Staley, Cam Jordan. Uh, those are some of the people that were inducted uh, that evening. Wow, those are some big names. That must have been a great event, I'm sure. Near Mobile, I assume, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yes, near Mobile, yeah, on the other side of the bay at Point Clear, Alabama. Yeah, it sure okay. was. It was, uh, yeah, it was a, a nice event uh, on a Wednesday evening. The weather was good. And that's a, quite a magnificent place there, the Grand Hotel. It sounds wonderful. Um, so, yeah, Archie Manning, they, they don't get any bigger than that, that's for sure. And were these, was this event honoring past senior bowl participants who basically excelled or participated? Yes, yeah. They all were inducted into the senior bowl uh, hall of fame. So, yeah, they, they were brought back. And, of course, they were, you know, all over the country, different schools and different eras. And so it was fun to see them. They all got a chance to go to the podium and talk about their experience of playing in the senior bowl, what it meant to them to be inducted, so it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. And you mentioned Patrick Sertain Sr. Uh, yes. His son was a top 10 pick in this past NFL draft, correct? Right, played for, played for Alabama. Played for Alabama, so that was a, a good conversation we have. You know, he told me a funny story. You know, Nick Saban was the coach of, um, of uh, Pat, you know, Patrick when he was 
uh, with the Miami Dolphins, and he ended up trading him. <laughs> and then the son ends up playing for him uh, at Alabama. Wow. Well, obviously, no hard feelings then, right? <laughs> no, no. He knew it was. He knew he was a terrific player. So, right, yeah. right. That's a great story. A terrific, terrific, for sure. terrific, terrific coach. You know, yeah, terrific coach. You know, he knew that Nick Saban was a terrific coach. So, uh, there was no hard feelings. Right, right. Business is business, as they say. Yes, yes. So, sounds like a great event. Glad you got to attend. Again, you've had a very busy time. Uh, football never sleeps. It's around the, you know, it's a year-round, uh, you know, uh, year-round thing Activity, now. Yeah. In this day and age, oh, it yes, just is, yes. you know. Uh but I'm glad you're bringing this kind of information to us, whether it's from West Virginia and the Greenbrier a couple of weeks ago or uh, from Mobile. It's like nonstop again on the football front, and it's wonderful. You know, this is, I guess, banquet season, right? Because all the uh, yeah, yes. teams are off. You have this little window yes, here. Yes. Yeah, there's a little window, and people are glad to be out, John. And, Correct. And circulating. Most importantly, yes. Big yeah. difference from last year, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. It sure is. I mean, you know, everybody had to just stay at home and either Zoom, part of the media, or uh, fans had to watch on TV, so they didn't have that total experience. So I think this fall, there's gonna, the places are going to be packed with people. I really do get that feeling because the other night, everybody's so glad to see each other. Oh, yeah, in a way like no other, where the NFL has announced that uh, every team will be at full capacity come September as a Patriots season ticket member. I am excited about that since basically, you know, we haven't seen the Patriots play since January of 20. So basically a year and a half, like, which is, I think, the phrase that everybody's using. I can't tell you how many people I've seen recently where... I basically said right off the bat, or they said to me, you know, good to see you again. It's been a year and a half since I've seen you. Like, that's become <laughs> part of the lingo. That, that, that's right, like, right. you know, goes with hello now these days. Because uh, <laughs> right, that's right. the norm. And I'm even meeting someone for a round of golf this afternoon. And that's how I'm sure our conversation will begin, because I haven't seen him for a year and a half. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and it's, by the way, you know, sometimes you and I talk weather. It's been a while, but it is a serious heat wave up here in New England. Yesterday was hot, hot. Today is hot, hot, hot. Uh, so we'll see how I fare. I can assure you it will only be nine holes. Uh, but they're talking with, you know, it's in the low 90s, and they're talking with uh, today on the news with the uh, feels like 100. Now, so, we've got another day of it tomorrow. I'm sure this is nothing to you down there in Alabama. This is a normal day or a normal forecast. But up here in New England, as you well know, a little different when you have these type of stretches. But uh, let's just say I'll be using a cart today. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I won't be yeah, walking. I can understand. Right. Yeah, if you're not used to that type of weather, it's, it's, uh, it's intense. And it affects your ability to breathe and operate outside, certainly. It's our second heat wave in June. So global warming must be happening because we typically don't have two of these. We usually have one, maybe two a summer. And here we are, not even July 4th yet, and we're in the second one. So 
Uh, and the heat wave up here in New England is three days in a row of 90 or above. So it might be a little tricky if we're going to meet that designation, but all I can tell you is it's hot today. That's for sure. <laughs> um, right, yeah. It sure is. It's, it's sure, that's hot weather for uh, back east. Very much so. You lived in New England, so you understand completely uh, what that means. And, uh, you know, well, in addition to attending events like the Senior Bowl Banquet, uh, you also have other things, a particular project you have been working on for a long, long time. Sounds like it's coming to fruition, AP. Yeah, John, we've been working on a film documentary about Alabama football between 71 and 82 called The Wishbone Boys, and that was the offensive formation that Coach Bryant switched to for the last 12 years of his coaching career, and it yielded three national championships, 100 victories in a decade, and allowed him to get to the all-time record at the, at the time of 323 victories. So we interviewed 100 people, all the major offensive stars, halfbacks and fullbacks and quarterbacks, and, you know, Ozzie Newsom and Wengler, Joey Jones and Richard Todd and the Gary and Jeff Rutledge and Terry Davis and Walter Lewis and Stedman Shilly and Tony Nathan, Major Ogilvy and the great Johnny Musso, the original Italian stallion. Yes. And, uh, you know, John Hanna, Dwight Stevenson, uh, Coach Stallings, Coach Brother Bill Oliver, uh, Mark Tyson is the grandson of Coach Bryant. Uh, we have Sam the Bam Cunningham as well. We have the lovely and talented Celia Ward. She's an actress. She was a homecoming and cheerleader at Alabama. So all of these folks um, agreed to be in our film. And if you can go to our website, The Wishbone Boys, we're going to have some information this week about the announcement of the venue and the ticket pricing for the premiere, which should be in late August on a Saturday evening. But be looking on the Wishbone Boys website for the details. And the actual website is thewishboneboys.com? Yes, yes. And actually, John, we, we have a trailer on there. They can watch the trailer. We're going to put a new movie trailer on there. And that, what that is is a preview, like five to six minutes. And then if you click on the News tab, you will see additional interviews, 30-second clips of, of some of those people that I mentioned. Well, AP, it sounds like a star-studded lineup. I mean, just running through the names... Easily a half a dozen or more are literally household names. Up here in New England, John Hanna is an all-time legend, to say the least. I think the Sports yes. Illustrated cover back in the day when he was playing had him on the cover with the simple yes. headline, the greatest offensive lineman ever, if I remember correctly, or something to yes. that effect. And interestingly yes. enough, AP, he, he lived in the town that I now live and have lived for 20 years. Uh, in suburban Boston, 20 minutes from the stadium, uh, whether it was the old one or the new one, uh, the old Foxborough Stadium and with, had many names, Schaefer Stadium, Sullivan Stadium. I think at the end it was right. called Foxborough Stadium. And, uh, and now uh, it's, of course, was replaced with the new stadium, Gillette, back in, in 2001. So, AP, yeah, so John Hanna, I uh, met him, interviewed him, Nice fellow. I'm sure you've encountered him many, many times. Uh, yeah. But again, uh, certainly a local legend here in our town, to put it mildly. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It was really fun to interview him. It was up at his farm 
in uh, Alabama, and uh, he had his big cowboy hat on. And, and then after we did the interview, he was instructing us how to block people, pass blocking, drive blocking, so that was fun. Uh, I'm sure, as long as he wasn't blocking you. Um, <laughs> right, right. At <laughs> right. least. Um, yes, he was uh, something else. Uh, but, yeah, so many, you know, legendary names, you know, Richard Todd, uh, he was a super number one pick of the Jets back in the day. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but the name that really stands out, aside from John Hanna, well, Ozzie Newsom and Johnny Musso. Yes. Ozzie Newsom. Yes. I mean, he is the epitome of someone who had a Hall of Fame career and in both on the field and now off the field as a GM of the Baltimore Ravens forever. And... Uh, you know, it doesn't get to be much better than what Ozzie Newsom has done with his life. No, no. And, John, I was thinking about this the other day as we approached the premiere of our film, The Wishbone Boys, uh, late August. But I don't think we're going to see the likes of somebody like Ozzie Newsom again. He's in the uh, high school Hall of Fame, which actually took place in Boston. I was with him that evening. And okay. he's in the college football Hall of Fame. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I think he's in probably eight or nine Hall of Fames. But And then also, he, he could be in as an executive that happens down the road. I mean, you just don't get many people who have his ability on the field and off the field. I, would, I, I don't know if there The only one I think that could compare, I think, uh, John, you have to help me out, would be something like a Jerry West. That is a terrific comparison. Um, just terrific. I hadn't uh, thought of him, but yes, he is perfect. Again, a legend from his high school days to today. And uh, yes. one that crossed my mind, as you're about to say it, but Jerry West is the perfect, perfect comparison. But you know, someone who's on track and could get there someday. Not there yet, but Peyton Manning helped him get, you know, you know, uh, on his way there. Shall we say, John Elway, you know. GM of the Broncos, who, again, not there yet. Uh, we all remember his playing days, and let us let us not forget Ozzie Newsom's playing days as a tight end for the Cleveland Browns. Just spectacular, yes. to say the least. Oh, yes. Yeah, at the time he retired, uh, the most receptions and had consecutive games. I don't know what it ended up being, maybe 100, something like that. Yeah, with receptions, yes. He was, he was fabulous. Uh, and I saw him play as a college player. He's 2,000 yards, averaged 20 yards a catch in college in the wishbone offense. Amazing, considering they threw like twice a game, um, yeah, you know, as we all remember. Was, and what, right, and once was in warm-ups, right? Right, exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah. the, just my, Am I recalling it correctly, AP, that he was a tight end on the Brian Sipe, Sam Rutigliano, Cardiac Kids, Cleveland Browns team. Yes, that the yeah, he was a wide re- yes, he was a wide receiver at Alabama, primarily played a little bit of tight end, but essentially a wide receiver. But, but to the pros and Sam Rutigliano, uh, yeah, and that group was a uh, tight end. Wow. That's awesome. So I saw those Browns play the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Uh, right after, uh, as the Steeler dynasty was, uh, you know, uh, kind of over and 
but they were still good, needless to say. And yeah, so I saw that team play the Steelers in Three Rivers in either 80 or 81. Remember the game well. It was an overtime game. And uh, so I'm guessing Ozzie Newsom was on the field for that game. So I've probably seen him play, which is awesome. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a great ball player. Like I said, I don't, I just, I don't know if we'll see anybody like him again. I really don't. Right. I agree. It, be it on the field at Alabama, on the field in Cleveland, or uh, certainly as an executive, uh, he, he's special. You, you know, uh, as the NFL says with the shows they produce, a football life. And Ozzy Newsom is the very embodiment of that phrase, to put it mildly. Yes, he yes, certainly is. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he started out he trying to figure out what he might do, become a scout or assistant coach. He was with the Cleveland Browns, and Nick Saban was there, and Bill Belichick, and Kirk Ferentz, and all those young people who ended up being GMs. I think Scott Pioli, uh, Phil Savage, uh, Thomas right. Uh They were all there at the same time. 1999. That's quite a collection of people. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes. It's often discussed up here. Trust me. As I'm sure it is down in Alabama as well with Saban, but up here with Belichick, the 99 team, late 90s team, I should call it, will live forever. And no doubt about that. Uh, well, AP, hard to believe we've come to the end of our first segment together. Uh, still a few more things to get to, which we'll do on the other side. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a shakeup in your online entertainment? Then listen for The Information Edge with Darren Yancey. It's time to take a fresh look at the politics of our economy and its impact on you. Darren and his guests will explain these rights, legislation, and observations in sectors that affect people around the world every day. Imagine a podcast that makes you stop and think. That's The Information Edge. Tune in every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You 
are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 866 472-5788 or you can email me at iir at comcast.net and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert A.P. Stedham veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well and A.P. Uh, big news last week with the Supreme Court ruling uh, that basically athletes can be reimbursed for education-related expenses, if I read everything correctly. And that can include things like, you know, trips abroad for for what have you. Um, But that, of course, brought up the question. I mean, there were quotes last week from highly placed observers that, you know, Paul Feinbaum, people like that, the NCAA, as we know it, is over. Uh, And I think a lot of that has to do with, obviously, the Supreme Court ruling but also, you know, we're right at the precipice of this long, long discussed image and likeness uh, situation uh, that's about to unfold, if I understand it correctly. Yes, yes. So, my, my uh, one of the intriguing portions of this for me is, for many, many years, all the student athletes thought they could make money on their own or they wanted to be compensated for uh, their name, image, and likeness. Now, the big question I have is, will um, uh, will these these players, are they marketable? Are they going to earn some money? All their followers and their their uh, family members think that they're worth thousands and thousands of dollars. We're, we're going to find out very soon. And... Uh, Will that be something that's a uh, reality for them, that they, uh, when they're on the open market, that they're not as worth, worth as much as they, they thought? It's going to be fascinating, AP. We have talked about this subject for the last year or two, at least. And, you know, we've always posed some interesting thoughts and questions, you know. I mean, I mean if this name, name, image, and likeness and the ability of college athletes to make money off of that. So if I have it correctly, it would be as simple as, you know, can you imagine the money Tim Tebow would have made when he was a quarterback at the University of Florida coming out of Jacksonville, his hometown? Can you just, like, even imagine how much he could have made? Yeah, I don't know. We're going to find out some of these top stars and uh, see what happens. And then that's the other thing. Another intriguing part of this equation is, what happens when one of the players is making much, much more money than everybody else? Correct. What will happen? What, what's what's going to be the case? You know, what's are they going to be? Is that how's that going to affect team play? I don't. I think that it's going to be like everything else. When it happens, which head coach manages the given scenario? Last year it was Nick Saban. He managed the COVID. Right. As good as anybody, let's say. Sure. I don't say better, I say as good as anybody. They were able to stay as health, pretty healthy, fairly healthy. 
And so now who is able to explain to people in the real world, we don't have trophies for everybody. It's based on your, your worth and your merit, more than likely. And so are you going to be part of the team where you're playing just as well, even though the quarterback's making five times um, what you thought you would, you would be uh, earning? Or are you going to soak and, and affect your performance? This stuff exists in locker rooms when you insert money into the situation, for sure. And AP, just to spin it down locally, in terms everybody will understand, I mean, I believe we talked a lot of Julio Jones traded to the Titans, but I believe he is from Foley, Alabama, correct? Correct. Yes, that's right. Okay. A legend there, to say the least. I think you've called him the best high school player you've ever seen in your life. A bold statement. That's right. So... I look at it like, so can the local car dealership in Foley, you know, uh, do a deal with Julio Jones while he's playing for the University of Alabama? And you can multiply yes, that can. by hundreds and hundreds of athletes coming out of their hometowns where they're already heroes. So that's the kind of thing we're looking right. at, too, right? Right, absolutely. Yes, you can. You have to present that arrangement, that agreement to the university and receive approval. Another area, let's say this is number three on my list, who will decide the market value? And when the agent is involved, we all realize that they're obligated, they have fiduciary responsibility to try to do the best for their client. So when the university says, well, this is too much for someone to be paid through an auto dealership as a a spokesperson, you're going to say, well, uh, what is your, uh, you know, what is your precedent? Well, you don't have one. So how can you say it's too much? Right. It's never happened right. before. So, you know, we had on uh, Mike Oresco on my show, the Commissioner of American Athletic Conference. He was, you know, we had a discussion and he said, you know, don't get bogged down in those type of details. Uh, it's all going to evolve, John. The Wild West right. evolved, right? Evolve. Yeah, uncharted that's, waters. That's the way, way it's going to happen. Yeah, uncharted water. So <clears throat> that's like probably number three, you know, those those three items I mentioned. And then the fact that how will, let's say some of this, well, let's say softball, the popular at Alabama, you know, they sell out uh, the stadium every game. They could have some people making money, those young young women, right? Well, yeah, and up here in New England, AP, it would be hockey. You know, it's huge college hockey up here. And these kids coming out of BU and whatnot, uh, Boston University, Boston College, Northeastern, Harvard, and many more, you know, they're going right to the NHL and they're making a difference. And uh, again, these college college hockey's huge here and they sell out, like you said. So yeah, so there are secondary sports. Where I'm from in central Pennsylvania, Penn State Wrestling. Uh perennial national champions and right. and, and occasional national championship teams. So, you know, what's yes, that worth yes. down there in central Pennsylvania? Come yes. Growing up there, it's, oh. it's worth a lot. Trust me. Wrestling's big. Oh, So you have these pockets. Oh, yes. For sure. Oh, Across. yes, absolutely. And then, oh, yeah. And then, John, another, let's say this would be the, I think this is what the fifth item we're going to bring up. Uh, you have teams in big, humongous cities. Uh, USC in Los Angeles, UCLA, University of Houston. Um, uh, 
Just take a number of cities uh, that have college athletics. Yeah, is that going to change the dynamic? Yeah, yeah. Well, is that that dynamic going to make those universities stand out in this right. market? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you look even, you know, there's the big cities, like you mentioned, USC, UCLA, great examples. Uh, you know, the U down in Miami. That's yes, a big one. Yes. Um, right, yes. To put it mildly. And then you have places like Columbus, Ohio with Ohio State, Austin, Texas. Maybe not the biggest of cities, but certainly uh, big enough. That's for darn sure. So you have a whole lot right, of those right. around as well. We'll call them mid-sized cities, and uh, yes, yes. So, so yeah. I mean, even you know, Northwestern, right outside Chicago, for instance. Uh, you know, the the state universities. You know, Wisconsin. You know, that basically permeate the whole state, like Wisconsin. Uh, they may be in Madison, but they're a Wisconsin state thing, as is just about every other state university. You know, so. Right, right. Fertile ground. And AP, as we close out this segment, you introduced the magic word, agent. Are there going to, are college football, oh. are college players, athletes going to mm. have agents? Yes, yes, they'll have the agents for these agreements. Yes, they certainly will. So what wow. happens besides having the agent uh, representing you, what happens when uh, Joe Johnson, the star running back, has a hangnail? <laughs> And the agent says, uh, well, I'm not sure you should really be playing. And he's in the ear. But that's always been the case with family members being in the ear. Right. Uh, you know, dominant family members or uh, acquaintances being in the ear. So I, I, I think that, but now that that person, that as an agent, they're going to monetize the decision. Right. They're going to try to explain well you got you have this hangnail what if you don't rush for 100 yards today I right. mean, they're going to say those types of things but what i don't think it means means it makes a difference myself personally but they're going to mention those kind of things because in the end when they sum up your career you know three years two years one year four years they're going to look at the tape how did you play against probably the better teams maybe you're do you have the speed, the size? You know, can we coach you to be a better player? Do you participate in something like the Senior Bowl and, and are outstanding in those practices in the game? Maybe not necessarily the game, but against that that top level competition. But agents, they they come up with all kind of things and, and brainwash players and families and and everybody. So yeah, they that's going to be some. You know, they're they're really you know it's one thing to have a family member in your a few times, whatever, but it's one, another thing to have the agent who's really pushing an agenda. Yeah, with money on the table. So I think what you just described and we discussed over the last few minutes, uh, the phrase that we were hearing last week from a few different people, the NCAA as we know it has ceased to exist, may very well be true. And with that, let's take our final break, AP. Still a few more things to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? 
It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com are listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show voice america listeners welcome back to the fourth and final segment of all around sports I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tonight's Suns-Clippers game, as the Suns, Phoenix Suns, can clinch a berth in the NBA Finals. It would be their first since 1993. They're at home with a 3-1 lead. Uh, more importantly, they have Chris Paul back on the court to go with uh, Devin Booker and Deontay, Deontay Aiden. And let's not forget, uh, speaking of finals, that game one between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Montreal Canadiens uh, uh, gets started in Tampa, Amelie Arena, tonight as well. So, AP, an exciting time of year. Uh, I've been watching a little hockey and, of course, basketball. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, it was the last indoor sports event I've seen. March of 2020, the Bruins at the Lightning. I was in Tampa at the time, live in Boston, of course. So I went to that game, which was just absolutely electric, a great regular season game. And... uh, Next thing you know, COVID arrived, and that was the end of that. 
Um, <laughs> so I'm always interested in uh, the lightning ever since then. And one of the beauty, beautiful things about going to a lightning game is there's a gigantic plaza outside Amelie Arena that I'm sure will be packed tonight where they have, you know, before pregame is like no other. Just start with the fact you're going to a hockey game, in tonight's case, the NHL Finals, and you're wearing shorts, flip-flops, and a T-shirt. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that I need to add much more to that, um, but they have bands playing, outdoor bars and restaurants, all again in this massive plaza. And uh, and it's really it's a great take. There's no other way to say it. Uh you can go to the plaza and enjoy your evening, and they have a massive TV that you can for watch parties. Again, right outside the arena, and they'll be packing them in tonight as they were when they clinched Game Seven the other night against uh, the New York Islanders. And AP, you're down closer to uh, Atlanta, and the Hawks. Uh, They've been the darling of the NHL playoffs, or NBA, excuse me, along with, of course, um, the Phoenix Suns. And uh, But they're down 2-1, game four at home tomorrow night. Feels like a must-win to me, AP, for the ATL. Yeah, probably so. I mean, Atlanta's had a terrific season, and like yes. I think we discussed before, maybe that they've never been to the championship uh, unless it was the St. Louis Hawks, and that was... 50s at least. I don't know if yeah. it was in the 60s, but the 50s no, for sure. In the 50s. Yeah, I so the 50s. I mean, it'd be yeah, it'd be quite a a feat if they made it to the finals. Totally, totally. Uh, you know, they're in. They made it obviously to the Eastern Conference Finals, and you know, hats off to them. Trey Young, in my mind, along with Devin Booker are the breakout stars of the, this postseason. Uh, with Deontay Ayton uh, <laughs> coming up on the outside, as they say, in horse racing, because he was just <laughs> immense the other night. I think he had 22 rebounds. I mean, just dominant. Bill Russell-like performance, frankly, which is the highest praise anybody from Boston, like myself, can ever say. And uh, But, yeah, and for me, it's Trey Young. I mean... Devin Booker, you know, I, I just feel like he was on people's radar, sort of ahead of Trey Young. But Trey Young is just amazing to watch with his, you know, shots from the logo and the floater. You know, number one, he's <laughs> yeah. short. I mean, that, that so he's instantly the underdog, yes. and people root for the underdog, myself included. He is fun yes, to watch, yes. boy. Yes, yeah, he, he has. It's it's interesting to watch somebody of that size and stature be so relevant and uh, effective in a, in a game with people who are much, much larger. Well said, AP. He pretty much controls the game. You know, the ball's in his hands a lot. And uh, so he kind of controls the tempo. And, uh, you know, and he has like a feisty personality where, you know, whether it was taking on the fans uh, in the garden as in Madison Square Garden, about as tough as fans as you'll find. Uh, maybe only tied or exceeded by the next round, which was the Sixers, <laughs> and uh, in Philadelphia. And you know, he interacts. He shimmies. He's feisty, and I think people like yeah. that. Oh yeah. yes, 
you know, that's the way he has to play because of his size. You know, I think it's a big part of it. So, yeah, yeah, again, I just feel he's the breakout star. He's sort of become appointment television. Uh, yes. The Hawks were in control of the game last night. Then he tweaks his ankle. Uh, somebody stepped on his shoe or he stepped on somebody's shoe, whatever, left the game. When he came back, he was not the same player. And they were not the same team. And Chris Middleton scored 20 in the fourth, lit him up, and that was that. So they're down 2-1. So it should be fun to watch tomorrow night. And tonight, again, the Suns can clinch. So fun time of year, AP. Uh, we're really at the good stuff here with lightning Canadians in the finals of hockey and finals potentially about to be decided very soon in basketball. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to see the different teams we haven't had the opportunity to witness in a championship in a very long time. You know, Phoenix, um, L.A. Clippers never made it. Atlanta hasn't been since they were St. Louis. Milwaukee, it's been a long time. I think we just got some Marcus Johnson. So, yeah, I think it's, it's uh, exciting for the people to watch. It is. It's an awesome. It's fresh. It's new. It's fresh. It's an awesome Final Four. I've been loving it. And, again, where you, when you have, you know, Players like Trey Young, Devin Booker, not to mention Chris Paul. Um, it's really fun. But AP, thank you so much for calling in as always, and we greatly appreciate your expertise and per- perspective. Oh, my pleasure, John. Thank you so much for having me on this show. Thank you again, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.